Hello, Stand Up World, episode 37. I'm Mike Binder, and I believe Patrick Arnold somewhere. Right there. What's up? That's our producer, our special needs producer, Patrick Arnold. How you doing, Patrick? I'm good. How about you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good, you know, healing up. Been through it. I had some... Uh, had a little accident, but uh, had me on my back for a while, but I'm doing good, and I'm excited about today's guest. I really uh, I really am. I really am. I, I think uh, Nate Bargetsy, is, uh, he's really an exciting guy because he's so himself. You know, he's so, he does his own thing, and he, he's made his own world, Nate Land. He wor- lives in Nashville, my favorite city in the world right now i actually love it so much and i've had some such great times in nashville and i just uh he's really a great guy and i just also as we've talked about on this podcast and on i've talked about on standupworld.com i just am fascinated with the new world of comedy and people that are making their own way and you know and and doing their own thing and he's just created his own world and he's really got big plans and big schemes and i think it's really fantastic so i just i don't know i don't think we should do much more than just just get into it with him what do you think let's do it it was a great interview yeah nate nate how are you man it's so good to see you so good to see you mike man pleasure buddy you're doing awesome you're doing awesome. It's really fun to yeah. watch. You know, I have to tell you, it's been it's been fun to see all these my friends just coming up. And, hey, you know this guy Nate something, or do you know this guy Nate Bargomia, or oh, Nate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Italian guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But more yeah. and more people have just been turning on to you, just every all the time. So it's nice. But yeah, I, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like we went to I went to Australia, and it's uh, you know when you're out there, you're just like, why would any of these people even know you at all? Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's a lot to take in, but it's been fun, and you know, being on the road, and you know, comedy's great. Comedy's in a good spot right now. So, are you using? Uh, I know you got you you you're a guy that's using all the tools with your own podcast and thing, but are you using chat? GPT and AI and all that. No, we've talked about it on our podcast and we've, we've like read something. I've seen it just in the context of we were doing it on the podcast and making it funny. I don't know. I've never used it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's an app or I don't know what you're doing. It's, it's a new thing and everyone's and, yeah. and out here. Everyone's on strike cause they're afraid of it. And I'm, I can't be too worried about it. I'm going to show you. I wanted to do some research on you, and and I asked Chat GPT or whatever you call it to make a little film about your career because I didn't have time oh, yeah. to do it. And this is what yeah. they came up with. Oh wow! This is true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Not a lot. Oh well. It's it's that exactly is. what happens with anyone that uses it. You just you think, okay, this is great, and then you go, wait a minute, this couldn't be true. Yeah. That's it, so funny. And everybody's so afraid of it, but it's the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and we've had Google for years, which is so much better. Mm -hmm. But we're all shaking in our boots and, and everyone's out there on the picket line. Going, it's going to destroy us if we don't stop it now. I go, yeah, it's so funny. And and by the way, yeah. I I put the pictures in, but I didn't make that up. That's shit that came up. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where it gets. Uh, yeah. It's it, like where it gets everything. I've had some there's stuff that I can see like it was something that talks about me or something and it would say uh it would say like my brother's name is wharf and yeah. so, like all these crazy names in for my family uh and yeah i don't i mean you know it's like where is that i don't know where that's coming from uh how it's doing it but yeah i mean i don't the the ai i guess they're worried like it's gonna be where they go write a whole movie and stuff and then you're not even it's so funny too because I know because I've made so many movies with studios and networks. I understand how much paperwork that you got to sign with the network that says, "Yes, I originated this. I this is I I signed this yet. It's all of me. I their, their lawyers are so buttoned down and everything that they're they're never going to be except yeah. This a lot of this came from AI because it could be a uh, AI pulls from all everybody's scripts all over the world so they're not going to make 70 million and 80 million dollar movies with threads from unless with they don't know exactly where it came from yeah i mean i guess it's like they're worried about the the future of it but yeah i know what you mean i mean because people said that about comedy like they're like you know you could do it to uh, you know you can put in like write uh a joke write a no joke in nate bargetsy's voice and it kind of does it but I mean, I, there's a authenticity obviously to humans and it's luckily we're selling our craft to other humans. So I, it's, I hope, you know, I, I understand the preparation cause it could get, I, you know, with AI, it could, it gets slippery quick. Uh, but I hope that it's like, you know, the people are going to, you can tell the difference between someone that's coming up with this on their own or someone that's just absolutely you know and i i got into this with rogan once on his thing you know when i was doing the um comedy store a documentary about joke theft which was when i was a kid everyone was like oh he stole this guy and this guy's a thief and as i got older i realized stealing jokes yeah it's wrong but the guys that steal jokes run into a cement wall eventually anyway. And when you have your, a voice, once you really get your own voice, you don't care because they're just jokes. <laughs> you know, they're just, you got to write so many of them and, and it, it, no one tells them like you tell them. You I know? agree. I agree with that. It's, uh, you know, I thought a lot of that stuff got so blown up and then it made, fans just get on top they became so hyper aware of everybody and so if you had a joke that was similar to uh someone else's joke they'd be like oh you stole it you're like nobody's stealing these jokes i mean a we're going to come up with stuff that's going to be the same 
the grand scheme things, I mean, there's so few people that are stealing stuff. I understand some of the ones that did, but like you said, they do hit a wall that where they don't get past it because it, it can get you a little success ahead. But I mean, it's like, it's just not, a you know, the people that did it, you're like, all right, so Carlos Mencia, ones that were successful, you're like, I don't even know. Like, you can't even really name that many people. No, uh, no. The ones that steal, the universe pays them back, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I remember a comic once said to me a long time ago, like, if, because I asked him about that, and he was just a, like a road cop. And I was like, you worry about people stealing your jokes. And he's like, if I can't write more jokes, then I have a pro bigger problem. And it's it's not that you don't, you're rooting for stealing or you're, you know, that stealing is bad. It's just, you can't, if you just focus and trying to protect your jokes being stolen, I, you, you're, not, you're gonna get nowhere. Cause you're just, you're too, you're too precious over these jokes that you should be evolving and coming up with new stuff. Absolutely, and I'll tell you something. When when I was getting started, I was really good friends with this guy Ali Joe Prater. He was a he oh, was man. like a I Southern comedian. Oh, I I want to hear, dude. Why, why did you know? Him? Tell your thing, and then. Oh, he he was great. He was great, and he was my buddy, you know. But he would steal people's jokes, and they were always hating him. And he always said to me, Mike, the only ones that really are mad about it is the ones that I tell it better than they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, it, and it was true, you know, yeah. got people, people that, that, that really didn't care were, were like, oh, I let him take my fucking joke. He doesn't do it as good as I do. He's not doing as good as me, but the people yeah. that, that he improved upon it and he did sometimes, you know? Yeah. But, it, well, but he, and he, did you know him? So, no, no. I oh. just heard stories. I, I read that story about Fox where they opened for him, where they didn't they have to like take him on stage. They put him on stage before the show starts and have like a curtain over him or something. Or like, yeah, that was towards the end of his life. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, sad towards. It's like one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life, though. Is well, I will tell you. I will tell you. I I hired him to do a show open for me. Years. This was years ago, and and when I found him, he was passed out on the baggage conveyor belt, just going around as if he was a big piece of baggage. <laughs> I went, oh well, my I mean, God. I know, it's, it's what, it's not to, you know, it's a sad thing, but it's also what I love about comedy and comedians is, uh, is, is just kind of, it's a mess. It's like someone that can be so talented in something and then just have like this not control and this other thing and it's just, it, it, there's a, there's a, uh, like a sick beauty to it. Yeah. Really, that, well, that's a great way to pay it with him, man. He was amazing. He was amazing, mm -hmm. but he just was so messed up. His real yeah. name was Gilbert Hartsog. And he, wow. he just kind of, he was from Jackson, Michigan. And he, yeah. and he speak, spoke like I'm speaking and he created that Ali Joe Prater. And, yeah. and, uh, one time, Charlie Hill, you know who Charlie Hill is? He was an Indian comedian. Yeah. He yelled out from the back of the comedy store. He goes, he said, hey, Ali Joe, where are you from originally? And just, he goes back. He goes, I'm from a place called Gilbert's Bluff. He goes, <laughs> Charlie goes, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? He goes, that's right near Hartzog's Landing. Let me do my show. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. He was, he was the best. That's crazy. Where, so he was 
was in LA and then was he just do the road a lot? Yeah, he did. The, he ended up being a, a serious road comic and he made a lot of little albums and cassette tapes. They sold at truckers, truckers stops. Yeah. And everybody said that he stole a lot of stuff. And the truth is he just used a lot of old jokes, you know, that's the other, that's, I agree with you. So that's the other, my other thing with it. If you look at a lot of stolen jokes and you look at the joke, you're like, oh, my uncle also says that joke. Yeah. It's, sometimes they're fighting over a joke that's like, I'll be honest with you, you should all be embarrassed about this joke. And it's, you sh no one should be doing it. And that was something that I realized if I ever had, I've had a few jokes where it's like, well, someone did that or someone sounded like that joke. And I could tell those jokes were just very like evergreen jokes and they were never uh, personalized. So when you have, those are the ones that, you know, where you're like, yeah, it's like you can, they're kind of out there for people to grab and someone's going to grab it because we're all talking about McDonald's and the drive through like, You know, like there was that old thing where they said Leno uh, would do a McDonald's joke and then they'd be like, but uh, if you're, you know, and everybody did McDonald's jokes, but they're like, but if you're Leno's McDonald's joke. And it was like, you, you, I remember just reading that in a book, like, and you got to you know, it's like, you got to remember that, like, it's got to be your McDonald's joke. So you can do airplane stuff, but it's got to be your airplane stuff. If you're talking about the seat and all that stuff, it's all been done. But if you go, here's my experience right. in an That's airplane, right. then I'll tell you a funny story. I, I, I had this one bit that I did in, on my 1984 HBO special. You probably weren't even born then, were you? I was. I've said you Oh, we okay. You I can go tell you, Mike. I was not allowed to watch that HBO special. Okay, no, you weren't allowed to. But but I, I did this joke, and then I stopped doing stand up. And after a while, people would come up and tell me the joke, or so people. I would years later, I would hear the joke as a joke, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I started, and it, which was funny, I always laughed. I said, "Okay, that's funny. That I, that's my bit." But but. Recently, you know, I started doing stand-up again about a year ago, and I only kept one thing, one damn thing of of that hour and a half, two hours, whatever I had. And I would do this joke. I would end it with it. And then I put a clip up, and that's the one clip. It's got like two million views. But wow. so many of the things are, that's an old joke. That's an yeah. old joke. And then till finally one person goes, you stole that from Mike Binder's HBO special. <laughs> And I finally go, dude, look who, look at the name on the reel. It's like people are just like, just shut up and let, yeah. just laugh at the joke. What do you yeah. care where a joke comes from? It's, well, it's there too is, you know, sometimes you're, they, they go after some uh, older guys and you're like, yo, dude, he might've wrote that joke. Like, I don't, you know, it's like, they can think. It's like, oh, that's an old joke. You're like, he's been doing comedy since the he's 70s. Old. He might be. I think he was the first to do it. So you yeah. gotta like maybe acknowledge that to go like, yeah, I don't, you know, it's they seem like they're all stolen or whatever now, but you're like, that guy, comedy's still so new in this form of stand-up that people like, I mean, Cosby's still alive. Like that's insane. Like you know, Cosby's been coming for a hundred years and uh, it's insane. He was at the beginning of it and like it being a new art form almost. And all these guys that, you know, there's just the older guys, they just, it's still so new of a thing 
And I mean, that's why I, I, I actually am more excited about it now than ever. And you oh, know, yeah. a lot, a lot of my friends, I go to, I, I go meet up with some of my friends. And I go, why are you doing it? Who cares about it? this? It's, you know, because they did it all the years that I didn't, so they burned out on it. Yeah. And, and I just say, you know, I did that comedy store documentary, and I kind of fell back in love with it. And I, but I love the world you guys are in. I, I'm just. I'm just following you guys and like I love Nate Land. I love I love I love what everyone what everyone's creating their own worlds, you know? I uh, you know and uh, I I just I th- I think your podcast is great. I love the way I love your cast, you know. I think Aaron's great and Dusty yeah. Slay and Aaron's a funny kid, you know. And yeah. uh, Brian is the other guy Brian. Brian? Yeah. Yep. You know, but and then I just I just love the idea of doing. I mean, this, I work here with my buddy Patrick. He's in Boston, and I had my old friend Stephen Wright last week, and a new guy that I really like, Joe List. And I, you know, it's oh, just yeah. it's, I was with Joe a, List. Uh, I, Joe, me and Joe were in New York together. I'm a little older than Joe, but it's me and him somewhat are around a lot together. He's great. He's great, he's great. and. And then I saw I, there's this new guy Jeffrey Asmus. You know, have you seen him yet? I don't know if I've seen him. Oh, he's you. You would love him. Yeah. You would love him. Yeah. Great, great joke. So I'm a. I just love the new world, and you know, and and I, I also, you know, I really. When I wasn't doing it, and I think we talked about this when when you were on the documentary, I would always say. People go, Are you ever do you miss it? And I'd say, No. One of the things I love about stand up is that I get to watch and laugh and I'm not going, Oh, I wish I wrote that. Oh, I wish, I, you know, yeah. but the truth is Nate, I was wrong. Cause when I started back into it, I've been doing it enough now that I don't, I watch, I sit in back and watch everybody. I watch all everyone's specials and I don't, I'm maybe just cause I'm older and I just never go, Oh man, I wish you, Oh, I should have wrote that. Or this fucker's not funny. Or, you know, I don't think like that. Yeah. I, I just I lo- I love seeing new people, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, I wonder if that's because you feel because I always think this is it. Do you feel somewhat uh, satisfied in your career? Like you've had such a great long career that it's you just kind of go. You can now appreciate it more, or not. You know what I mean? Like you, I've no because I mean I'm in it now, and like you can still get very competitive, but stuff does go eases away because you just go like you realize you just been around more so you just kind of like can enjoy enjoy the world that you're in yeah Uh, i i agree that and i also think a lot is because of this new world i'm not in competition with anybody i'm Mm. i'm creating my own world and and that's i i think the gatekeepers are pretty much gone if you want them gone you know i mean nate land you know, yeah. I'm any of my buddies. I, I'm really curious. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I just work with people I like, and I mean, I, I, I only direct. I directed movies my whole life, movies and TV shows, and mm-hmm. I just decided to direct stand up when Bill Burr, who was my buddy, asked me to direct his special. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's how you got into directing specials, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did it with because when we started, I wanted to produce some of these specials for, you know, Vecchione, Mike Vecchione and Greg Warren. Both theirs are out on uh, my YouTube channel. Then we got Joe Zimmerman. Uh, we did his. 
and his is going to come out soon. I also have a uh, another thing called the Showcase, where we have like six comics on a uh, show and kind of a live of Gotham kind of feel to it. And uh, where are you shooting that? It's already shot. We shot it in Nashville Zanies. Oh, there's a Zanies in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I'm I teasing. Been down here. I'm, yeah. I'm teasing. Yeah. I'm just oh, giving Dorf. I'm just giving Dorf shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, God, you've been here. I, I, I love been with you in that room. So. Yeah, I love that room. Are you kidding? Uh, That's one of my favorite clubs. It's I, yeah. So it's like we're so doing that with the direction of that is. It's just getting, I mean, obviously my world is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't curse. It's a cleaner world. And it's, so that's kind of the angle that we've been doing. And so it's, I wanted to introduce, cause a lot of people that are fans of comedy that maybe they're like a little worried about like it being super dirty or heavy or whatever it is, is I wanted to, these comics that I knew like Becky own something that wasn't completely clean, but basically clean. Cause there's a lot of comics that are basically kind of clean where you're like, and you're just if you just don't curse you can talk about whatever you want and it's really just getting like the old tv days the old tv days if you did comedy central you couldn't curse but you could you saw great comics put out specials that just were like hey you just got to do it under these kind of standards and i think i wanted to kind of show that and then you know because you i want the people that are i want everybody to be able to see how great these comics are i mean there's i mean it's you know, you, as you know, we get in this world and you start seeing people that people don't know. And you're like, dude, this is this guy's unbelievable. That's, That's the first time I saw Brian Regan. I, I couldn't when I heard him as CD. You're like, how is this guy not the most famous guy on the planet? Uh, it was I, I in your mind is just blunt because you just become obsessive over something you didn't know existed. And then right. you're like, now I can't like forget it. And that's what I hope to do is like to eventually just have a world where people can just go like, you can go learn about this person and yeah. see how great they are. You know, you know, I, I saw you, I don't know if you remember this, but I saw you like the day after you shot, I think it was Mike's special at the, yes. at, at the Nashville, at the Nashville comedy festival. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I actually thought it was cool that you did it. You know, for me, it was different because, I had spent years making my own movies, which were which were a, were an extension of my stand-up. Where I I only made my movies that I wrote and directed my own screenplay, and I had total control, and it was my vision. And even when I would bring comedians on, they knew, okay, he's a, I'm on Mike's set, and okay, Mike, how does it, you know? And then I, you know or my television show, which was my show. And, and then I go direct Burr's special. And then I would do my own specials. You know, I did my own shit and start, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm swearing. Now, now all of a sudden I'm talking. Look at uh, you, my, here we go. This is why I couldn't watch your HBO stuff. I know. <laughs> I was, I actually, one of my goals is to see if I can get you to swear, swear here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but, um, and then I realized really quickly because Bill's someone that'll tell you in a minute. He, he don't. He don't. He doesn't keep it holstered. Yeah. I can't tell him what to do. I'm the director, but I'm just the guy with the camera, and you know, all I. This this is kind of a chump job, but it's a cool job, because a stand-up comic has worked his act out for so long. I'm just here to help and shut up, mm -hmm. you know. And 
and Bill told me that right away. But I was so used to going, okay, what? Here's what you got, you know. And and then I realized when you're when you're directing a comedian, your job is really just to get out of the way and help the comedian look great, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's. I mean, that's why I trust you to do it because you know how to do that to know to take your own ego out of it that's why you're there is because you can you can go like look i know you know what you want and then you can also be and they trust that you know all those decisions that maybe he's not seeing that he knows that you're making them with him in mind and that's that's such that's why people work with you and that's because it's there you can trust that and that's what i see when you're doing direct is i can say like for me it's like i like the opening i'm like let's do this opening like this i kind of envision with greg warren i envisioned the way i wanted you know his special being in a club and he feels like a club comic and all this so you you picture these kind of i can kind of somewhat envision that kind of stuff but it's i basically just try to like maybe there's a little tiny bit of an opening but we're trying to get into the joke it's like i'm just trying to show these people the jokes because you know it's like they're going to stand up on their own like the, the material but at the end of the day you're going to do it the way he wants it, right? All the way he wants it. Yeah. 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 You're, yeah. You're just going like, Hey, what about this? Like, but if he is uncomfortable and he's like, I don't, I don't like, cause I, as you know, you know, it's like when someone gives you a joke and uh, someone's like, Hey, what if you said this is a tag on your joke? And it could be the funniest thing ever, but if you're not comfortable saying it or confident saying it, you're just like, I just can't, I can't say it. I just, I, I don't know what to, you know, it is like, I acknowledge how funny it is, but I just, I won't be able to pull it off. And right. It's like that. And so you have to realize that when they're up there doing these jokes, you got to go like, all right, yeah, don't do that. And if you don't uh, do what, let's do what you, you, you work in their parameters. That's right. And you know, as a comedian, if a comedian tells you, I don't like this lighting, I don't like, I don't want to stand here on the stage. I don't want to come up on this then we're not doing that because anything that you're not comfortable with isn't going to be good. Anything you know? that they're going to their head about. and Because comics, we don't let things go. So if you're going to be weird about the way you walk on stage, I know you're going to think about that your whole act. Because it's like we just don't, you know, we, we can't, we really can't let things go, which I think is where your material kind of comes from, is the fact that you can't just move on pretty easy. You just sit there and hound on something. And what about the edit? The editing was, I, they did a lot of it. Uh, like I let them go through it and I would see it. So I was not as hands-on. I Editing is I don't, you know, it's like, I mean, I go, I would go through it and like starting it. I mean, I really was like, let's get to, let's make sure we're getting to the joke as quick as we can. I, uh, I try to use the real songs as the opening too. And, uh, we're able to do that. Uh, but it's, the editing, I let them go through a lot of it. I, you know, I rely on the people that obviously I don't, this is the first time I've done it. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to mess anything up. Uh, you know, I've always, even for my specials, editing's like, you know, it's brutal. That's a, that's a, such an impressive job because it's yes. mind numbing to have to watch, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even do it for my own special. It's for my own specials. You, you just end up, you're like, I hate all of this. <laughs> like, you know, 
It's so hard. And I've done on mine where I've let a couple of my comic buddies that know that have been out with me and know all my material. I would let them watch it and then be like, give me some notes, you know, like just, just so you can have some kind of outlet. There's a big trust there. Cause it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta really trust that they know what they're going to do. So it's like, I let, you know, but the, but Mike and them were great. Mike, Greg and Joe, all of them were super great about it. And they went through it and they were all very comfortable with everything that they did. And then I would, you know, just you kind of keep an eye on it and make sure. And I did it with 800 pound gorilla, which they're so great and they know what they're doing. And so they're trusted. So it was a, it was a, it, I, I made sure we were put around a good group. So it's not as what, know. what do you think that, what, uh, so you've done maybe four or five projects now already, right? As a director. Yeah. I think four. Yeah. And what do you, what's, what's the biggest thing you've learned? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's make sure you're capturing that person. I mean, uh, it's all so new. Like I don't, it's, I don't know what I'm doing in a sense, but I mean, I'm learning more about the cameras and the angles and the, uh, you know, like, all right, like Joe's special was, I, I really moved, I, I moved, didn't move the cameras on a lot, but there was like a cool image on the wall and we had a camera, you know, you have a floating camera and I've talked a lot more in Joe's special to that camera guy. Uh, you know, the first one, Mike's, I was kind of quiet. Like, I, you know, I don't want to mess things up. I don't know really what to say. I know that I'm, you know, me directing is just kind of putting my name on it, but I'm, 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 I'm with people that know what they're doing. So, uh, I think I talked more in Joe's with the camera guys and being able to make sure we capture like, Hey, capture this kind of side view. And, you know, I don't want to break away too much from them. That was a big, that was a you and Burr thing where it was y'all special was is very much focused on I mean I do my specials like that because of y'all because it was very it was very much like just keep it on me like it wasn't a you know conversation well, we, we, I have to tell you we never we never shot the audience ever you know and that's and I do stuff like that we've had to shoot you know some of them were, we've shot the audience cuz people go to it and with mics we did show the audience some, but it was like you still even if you did try to show him in the audience you know like he's still always there try not to break away too much uh it depends on how much we have to cut how much we have to break away or whatever it is but i shoot my specials with like y'all because because of that because i've heard bird talk about you and him and you just want it to be watching well, a show well it's funny because when we started talking about it we both Cause like my HBO special and, and just early things that I would do or friends of mine, you would always cut to someone in the audience. Go, ah, ha, 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 ha. And you just, immediately you're not, you're, you're not part of it anymore. You're, you're out yeah. of it. And at, in London, at Albert hall, we had this guy behind in a, a thing behind the curtain. And it yeah. just, we used this over shot of bill to do that. And listen, Sometimes you need that cutaway, but, but it's, and it's sometimes you can't get a camera behind it. You know, we, we, we were able to hide it at Red Rocks, but you know, the, the I, again, I've only, I've only shot, I've shot, I guess four or five too, you know, and 
I can tell you the only thing I've learned is just to get out of the comedian's way, you know, and, and have, and have, and the more cameras you can have, the better. Yeah. Well, you know, I know I learned and honestly, as I'm realizing, as I talk to you, it's like, but I learned, I, I noticed that shot at Albert Hall and I noticed it in the fact that I was like, he's still not out of this frame. And it's a very cool shot because you do want to show where he's at because it's a very unique place. And you did it in a way, and it's what I noticed, Burr's not, where you're still not going to the crowd. You're just showing, you're still showing him. And so everybody's still there. And then everybody's seeing a kind of a grand image. You know, no one really exactly, you can't really tell, but you know it's people and it's showing that it's a good time. And yeah. that was something I directly noticed with that one. Because I was like that, and I thought of like, you know, it made me think it was like, oh yeah, it's like, just have it be really on you. You know, that I like my last special was in the round and Mike Lavin directed it. And yeah, uh, it was, but I liked that one. I wanted to show the crowd because it was like after COVID, it's like, I wanted to show people have fun. And this was a way to show me and the crowd because it's in the round the whole time. It, did you, you shoot, know, did, you, did you shoot Bridgestone? We did not. I mean, I got footage. We shot it like for me, but, uh, and I have it, we recorded it and I have it shot. Uh, but it's, yeah, I don't know if, uh, I'll have a lot of images and I have a lot of that stuff from Bridgestone. We're trying to work on something to maybe put out, uh, with that kind of stuff on it and some of the shows that we're doing. So there's a plan for that stuff to be put out some at some point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I like, I love the round. I, I mean, I'm thinking about my next special. I almost think I want to do it in the round. I just kind of, it's just, uh, I kind of like it. Hey, did you ever get those pictures I sent from you with that? I remember I bought this new lens and I was playing with it at the uh, Ryman one night. And I, I just snuck behind you on stage and I, just really cool over your shoulder. And yeah. I sent them to you. Those are cool pictures. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like after the special, the Vecchione. Uh, that's where we talked. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, I forgot there. Yeah, yeah, but those, those I, the, that, that's that kind of shot. Yes. I, I sent you a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful, especially at the right. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful and it, it, it does. It's that stuff is, I, I noticed that stuff and that stuff plays into how I do a special, is how you and Burr have done one. Is I, I do it so with that you, do you, are you going to make movies? Is that something in your plan? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, event, you know, as we create this kind of Nate land world is like, I, uh, I think I would like to do some movies and TV shows and, you know, be able to at some point do stuff, me not in it. Uh, so it's, yeah, as it starts to unfold, it's, you know, there's a vision for that and, uh, it's just got to kind of come when it comes. It's, you know, try not to force anything too early. Just trying to let it, you know, naturally let everything. I, I look at stand-up as like, stand-up is the only reason I even have any opportunity. So it's like, just keep working on your own craft and be great yeah. in your own craft because then the other opportunities will come through that. So I'm, you know, still just focused on my stand-up, but we're definitely starting to uh, outside, like start to build 
kind of some stuff around. That's what these specials are and doing that showcase, like slowly start building a world. That's great. That's really fantastic. Well, you're going to be seeing a lot more of me because I'm moving to Na- to Nashville. So can't wait to have I, you. Dude. I I love I love Nashville. You know I, I you know I was there doing that show for a while. Nashville. You know. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And I I just love it. So you'll be seeing me. But anyway, man, I, uh, I I wish you the best and and uh, I really I really I I loved Greg Warren's special too. You know he's. Yeah. That guy's really great. He's a real comic. And it's yeah. like, it's what, you know, I like showcasing some of those guys. These guys that have been doing it for 20 years are over 20 years. They're great. And it's, you you want people to like envision it like you're Ollie Joe Prater. The people in the room, like they could go murder. Like they so wait, go, you're, you're comparing Aaron to Ollie Joe Prater? I'm comparing Aaron. Yeah. I would, yeah. yeah. I was, That's how we're right. going to do it. I'm going to let him know that point where we have to put a blanket over him and he just yeah fox wrote the one that read the story about where because he, he fox wrote the open for ollie joe uh it was in that book you know what's the book uh like road stories or yeah uh, yeah yeah richie yeah. scheidner's book yeah 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 i'll tell you a great ollie story okay real quick i would love he, he you know he was always on the road he never had an apartment so he'd come into town and he would just stay at my house for so long and it was just a drag sometimes you know so but so one time i went out and i bought this new sofa with a buddy of mine harris pete and i went to pay for it and the guy goes oh look at this it's a it's a pullout it's a sleeper and i went oh no okay i don't want it i don't want it and i was i was like 23 years old he goes, harris goes why don't you want to go because if holly knows i have a sleeper I'll, I'll never get rid of him. Yeah. And Harris goes, just don't tell him. Don't tell anyone you got a sleeper. But it's nice to have it in case your family comes or something. Okay, all right. Ollie comes into town. The next time he comes into town, he comes over, he sits down on my sofa. He goes, Jesus, is this a sleeper? <laughs> he, I said, the guy's got an ass that's scientifically designed to know what pulls out as a sleeper it was it was unbelievable <laughs> he just jumped up knew ex- the minute he's yeah. touched it was, it's a guy that sat down so much that he's like i know what i'm sitting on yeah. go, oh man you got yeah. a sleeper this is great <laughs> never got rid of him but anyway I, I mean yeah when you come down here i mean i want to just sit and talk hear some ollie joe oh man he was a, he was a, he was a great guy he, he was a fun guy and he died young too, cause, mm. cause the drugs and alcohol, you know. Yeah. And um, and uh, anyway, there's a real upbeat note to end on. And um, you, any of your friends die young? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've had some, and then you know, comics. I mean, Greg draws around Geraldo. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I was teasing, man. I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, you liked him, huh? Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. All right, that's yeah, good yeah, to know. Go down, man. They're dropping like flies in our business, Mike. Yeah, you know, they man. do. I got a friend got hit by a bus last week, Nate. <laughs> yeah, well, I by a bus, so we did get a real person. He's doing good, though. He's doing good. <laughs> All right, buddy. Listen, Thanks. man, good luck with that. And and what's the name of the new special? It's Joe, right? Yeah, Joe Zimmerman. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, his, we don't have the release date yet. We haven't announced. We're about to announce it. But it'll be coming out probably in September. 
And are you going to do all your stuff with 800 pound gorilla? I just did the, the showcase. I did not do it with 800 pound, but I did with those three specials and I really, yeah, they're, they're really great. I want to get Greg Warren on my podcast. So if you talk, to uh, Greg. yeah, I'll text, I'll text y'all together. All right, cool. You're a good man. Thank you. So, brother. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, man. So great to see you. You too. All right. Damn. Love that guy. He's really great. Very genuine. So if you get a chance, check out Greg Warren's special, Mike Vecchione's special, and all the stuff on Nate Land and his podcast. And that's it, man. And, you know, just all get into the world of Nate if you're not into it yet. He's, he's a very special guy. And that's it. That's episode 37. I will be at the Improv tonight with a really great show with Jimmy Shin and, and Nikki Glazer. Who else? Daryl Hammond's on the show tonight, I think. It's a good show. It really is. Thanks a lot. So much. You can find this on StandUpWorld.com or Twitter at MikeBinderJokes or, of course, my Substack. And we really appreciate it. Really, don't we, Patrick? You we must really appreciate it. Of course. No, great interview with Nate. And like and subscribe on every platform that really helps us out. And yep. we'll see you, Mike. That's great. Thank you so much. Have a great week.